could the Minnesota Vikings be showing their hand with what they're going to do in this draft with how they approach the Gophers Pro Day? We're talking about that. And also, we got to have an intervention because Talon Cooper has hit the portal. And I have some things to say. And Gophers fans, you're not going to want to hear it. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here. We're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now, we missed yesterday. It was a busy day. Your boy went from pro day to the day job meetings to also having uh, gone to the Celtics Timberwolves game. It was a long one, so we missed a show yesterday, but we will make up for it. We've got a show today, a show tomorrow, and we'll throw another one on Saturday, getting some hockey talk in before the Big Ten Championship game. So be sure to hit subscribe down below on YouTube so you do not miss a single one of these episodes. On top of Be sure to comment, hit like, and let others know what your thoughts are. And one of the thoughts I need to know from you is if you think the Vikings have a gopher in mind from this NFL draft, because I think it could be leaning that way, and we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about the Vikings' presence at the Gophers Pro Day, what happened with the Gophers Pro Day, and then we're going to talk about Talon Cooper on the basketball side of things, who looks to be entering the transfer portal if news that is breaking currently holds to be true. So we're going to jump in, talking about the Pro Day first of all. Let's talk about it in general with Jordan Howden, who absolutely, I think, took a step up and helped his draft stock on this pro day. He came out, he improved his vertical jump at the combine. He had a vertical of about 33 and a half is what I believe they had him recorded at. He came out on the pro day, busted out a 39.5 vertical jump. And let me tell you, it's crazy that he came out with a six inch difference in that vertical he showed that it was a fluke at the combine and that he has even more in him and really it just adds to the potential that he could have he ran in the four fours as a 40 he's got a great vertical he has great on the field leadership he's great when talking with the media and he's come and built himself from a walk-on to a true program leader absolutely think he helped his stock and he will be a guy to look for in day three of the draft to find his next home. Now, on top of that, you had guys like John Michael Schmitz there. You had Terrell Smith there. I think both of them are going to be drafted and both of them showed well in the limited amount of work that they did on the actual pro day. So a lot of the work they did was in the combine, but they came back. Uh, John Michael Schmitz worked on some of the indie drills, the offensive line specific drills uh, with some of the scouts there on hand. And then Terrell Smith redid the shuttle run as well as did a three cone. And I think he just helped show his change of direction, his speed. And he is an extremely speed type player. He showed well, And I am excited to see how he continues to rise up boards because he is built to play in the NFL. And the Gophers are getting some nice defensive backs showing up and showing out at the NFL level. You've got Antoine Winfield Jr. You've got Benjamin St. Juice. You've got 
players that are slowly starting to find not only success in the NFL, but find really big roles. And as that continues to show forth, you're going to see more and more looks Minnesota's way with the consistency that continues to progress and develop with the Gophers. So you've got Howden and Terrell Smith, hopefully showing to be the next guys there. You got Nubin coming out next year. So we can continue to build a mantra and help get not only more Gophers DBs to the NFL, but look at prospects, getting more of those prospects, the higher recruits to come through here with the Gophers as well. Now, Mo Ibrahim was the other player from the combine who participated in the pro day. He didn't do very much at the pro day. I think a lot of people thought maybe he would do some more of the athletic testing because he didn't do any at the combine, but he didn't do it at the pro day either. He only worked in the individual drills. And honestly, I can't even speak to the individual drills too much because I had to leave a little bit early prior to the conclusion of the pro day and had to get to a work meeting. So I actually didn't get to see Mo on hand, but I did talk with some of the other analysts out there to get the thoughts. He showed well. And so overall, I think It'll be interesting to see where Mo's stock lies, having not really had the athletic testing done or measured at all for scouts at the combine or the pro day. We'll see if that affects his draft status at all. But regardless, I still am 100% feeling he's going to get drafted. It's just a matter of where and when. Hopefully it is to the right system. Now let's talk about some of those guys that weren't at the combine, but did participate in the pro day tanner morgan was one of those guys i think he helped himself uh showing a little bit more athleticism than maybe people had anticipated uh, i believe his 40 time wasn't too bad now the 40 times we didn't get the official times every scout out there was hand timing on their own so there was no official measurement or time listed or stated with the 40s so it's a little bit harder there but i tried to clock it on my phone uh and i had him around uh, like a later 4.8, maybe like a 4.88, 4.89. Now, we'll see if that was anywhere near accurate. I could have been a little trigger happy towards the end of things for some of these guys. So just know that he showed decently for the athleticism. He came in with a broad jump of a nine foot, eight inch broad jump. Now people had anticipated maybe he'd come in around nine foot two, nine foot four, somewhere in there. Well, four inches further than that. So that showed well, got a good uh, cheer from his teammates after that jump as well. I think overall, I am still of the belief he can fight for a UDFA or a camp spot. And if one team is out there ready to make the Brock Purdy effect in full effect and show that a guy that has all the tools, that's played a lot of games, a lot of college experience, has been a leader and has played and started in a ton of opportunities, well, then Tanner could maybe get a very late look in the draft or at least an undrafted free agent. Now, I know he was signed or not signed. He was drafted in the USFL. Well, that's a little bit like the minors in baseball or hockey where they have his rights if he is to join that league. But if he's not, if he's going to take a shot at the NFL, then it doesn't matter. So I think he's going to push and see if he can make a realistic opportunity of it. And I will support him regardless of it. I'm going to support any of the Gophers that get out there. I wish him nothing but the best. And I think he helped himself on this pro day. Now let's move into Thomas Rush. Thomas Rush really impressed in the 40 and while there was no official time like I stated 
on my hand time, I had him at a four, four, nine. Now I do think I probably was a little early on this, but I do think he was probably in those four fives, which is impressive coming from an edge guy coming from a guy who could maybe play as an outside linebacker, or if he got asked to switch positions as an athletic guy, I think he's, his speed showed very well. His, uh, his approach in this pro day was noticed. And I think that he at least got some notice from guys out there. We'll see what comes of it. Now, the biggest thing that I want to talk about is the Vikings were absolutely on hand for this pro day. And I think that that was very interesting to say the least, because not only was Kwesi, the GM on hand, Kevin O'Connell, the head coach was on hand. Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator, was on hand, and many other position coaches as well as scouts were on hand. The Vikings' presence at this pro day was definitely very present. And why that that shows a little bit special to me, that shows a little bit of more than just because it's the hometown for me, is because Georgia's pro day was going on at the exact same day and basically the exact same timing as the Minnesota Gophers. So the fact that all of them really were on hand for this when Georgia has been one of the best defensive teams out there as well over the past few years, this past year as well, and is the reigning champ and that the heads of the Vikings organization really came through and showed out at this one. I think that at least says something. It makes a little bit of a statement, maybe moving forward that the Vikings presence in their hometown, in the D1 school of Minnesota, and maybe even at St. Thomas, as we continue to progress there as well, I think that they're going to be they're going to be on the lookout. I think you could see maybe more names go that way and like we saw in their first draft with Kwesi and KOC at the helm, you saw our boy Asazi Atome will get drafted to the Minnesota Vikings as well. So could another gopher be on the way? Potentially. Maybe. And who would that be? Could it be Mo? Could it be John Michael Schmitz? Could they be using a first round pick to help center that offensive line? I wouldn't rule it out because you know what? I think John Michael Schmitz showed out well in this day. I think that presence overall was nice to see. And I don't think that they would have that heavy of a presence if there wasn't some interest, whether that be in some of the guys that could be maybe undrafted free agent opportunities or whether it be in their top pick and using it on a guy like John Michael Schmitz. So I think that overall, maybe it could be showing that they have some interest in some of these guys. It could be showing that they want to get more omnipresent in the program itself here in Minnesota. But I think overall, the Vikings being omnipresent on the same day as a Georgia Pro Day it speaks well for the Gophers and what they are building in player development moving forward. So loved seeing that the Vikings weren't the only team on hand. In fact, all 32 teams had a representative and there was a CFL team with a representative on hand as well. And the official practice for the Gophers moving into the 2023 season will officially start on Wednesday of this upcoming week. And it's a, just a quick reminder to all the fans out there that two open practices will be happening for the Gophers spring practices that you can show up at for free. The first one is Tuesday, March 28th, and the second one is Tuesday, April 4th. Both of those will be starting at 5.15 Central Time p.m. So I hope to see you guys out there. I definitely will swing through as well. Now, Gophers fans, before we talk a little more football, I need an intervention. We have to move to basketball. We have to talk about Talon Cooper potentially hitting this transfer portal. It seems like it is bound to happen now. And there is a lot of problems with how the fans 
have handled this situation. This is just one example, and I'm going to dive in deep next, and you need to hear it before any excuses, before any complaints. Find out why we need to be better. Before we do that, I want to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. You can find them. Uh, go over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to take advantage of a no-sweat first bet. And with the March Madness Tournament officially in swing, there are so many opportunities for you to take a swing on and really capitalize on those gains. So if you win, you win. Good on you. But if you lose, you have up to $1,000 in bonus bets, the opportunity to get a winnings of up to $1,000 in bonus bets. I don't know why you wouldn't want to take advantage of that. So definitely head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get your chance at a no sweat first bet. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Those are my favorite things when it comes to an app. So make every moment more with FanDuel, officially a sports bet partner of lockdown all right gophers fans we're gonna talk some college basketball really quick and thanks again for making lockdown golden gophers your first listen every day but make sure you also check out our brand new podcast lockdown college basketball for everything you need to go know in the college basketball in one place you can hear from big name experts insiders coaches and players lockdown college basketball is available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts and while we're talking about basketball, we have to talk about the latest news with the Gophers basketball team. And that is that Talon Cooper is going to test the waters with the NBA and see where his name is in the conversation. But then after that, he's not going to enter the draft, most likely, unless they're like, yo, you're going to get drafted. But that probably won't be the case in this one. So after seeing what his evaluations is, he's likely hitting the portal. And that sucks. It stinks. For the Gophers that this is happening but it is also a prime example of the negativity and toxicity that has become more prominent with some of the Gophers crowd on social media now some people might roll their eyes there but I posted about it on Twitter and some people threw fits which all I was saying I didn't say oh the Gophers like your fans are the reason we're not getting players no I said when fans are negative on these social media platforms, players and recruits are seeing it and it's not helping the program. It's not helping. That isn't me saying, this is the reason why things aren't happening. It's me saying, this is the one factor you have that is controllable as a fan. You don't get to hire the coach. You don't get to talk to the players directly and say, here's what we can offer you. But what you can do is voice your opinions on these social platforms and the players see them. They do, flat out. Players, alums, commits, prospects, all of them see this stuff. And how you voice it can have a negative impact. Will it be the deciding factor? Not always. Can it be? Yes. So why wouldn't you control that in a positive manner? And Talon Cooper's situation here is a perfect example of that. It's announced that Talon Cooper is transferring. Ryan James put it out there with 247 that he's likely entering the portal after the evaluations. And I think that stinks, but I saw a number of negative comments about him. And it's not just now after he's officially leaving the program, but I've seen these comments all season. He turns the ball over too much. He can't play defense. He should be better. He's an upperclassman. Well, he's, he's been a letdown. People are just talking out of their butt without actually watching the game or adding any statistical backing, namely just bashing the player with no real logic or any reasoning. 
Because if you actually look at the numbers, he was averaging over six assists per game this past season. That is top 10 in the entire nation on a team that could not shoot the ball. Like, I want the Gophers to do well. I want them to be good. They were 251st in field goal percentage of 352 teams. 251st is not good. The Gophers could not shoot. And we saw all the cold streaks this year with the Gopher shooting. But somehow, through all of that cold shooting, the Gophers point guard still was top 10 in the nation when it came to total assists and assists per game. The entire country. Now, if you need me to do the math for you on that one, there are 352 Division I college basketball teams recognized. And each D1 roster can have 13 scholarship players. 13 in the scholarship players times 352 teams is 4,576 D1 scholarship men's basketball players being ranked in these categories. And Talon Cooper was number seven and eight in of 4,576 players. And that's with me taking the walk-ons completely out of this thing. He was in the top eight in those categories. But Kane, Kane, that doesn't address what we talked about, the defense, the turnovers. Okay, I'll bite. On the defensive end of the floor, Salon Cooper had the second most blocks on the team as a guard. And on top of that, if that isn't enough for you, he also led the entire team in steals. Now I can hear those those clawing back at me well the team was bad so it can't be hard to do that sorry but he was top 20 in both of those categories of steals and blocks in the entire big 10 conference for both categories plus if you want to look at plus minus which takes a look and calculates the point differential when for each player when that said player is on the court trying to assess their impact towards the game talon was one of four players on the entire golfers team to still have a positive number above zero meaning he was on the court and helping and contributing towards gopher success even when they weren't winning all these games he was one of four players with dawson garcia pharrell Payne, talon cooper and Braden carrington all of this Everything I just said while being the only true point guard on this Minnesota team in which Minnesota fans have been complaining, we need guards, we need guard play. Well, we had one and we needed more. But now many just complained about that one that we had. And now currently we have zero. You see how that math plays out? It's not good. It stinks. And the negativity Definitely did not help in this situation. I can state that for a fact. Take that as you will, but I can state that for a fact that the negative reactions on social media for Cooper definitely did not help. Now, I wish Talon nothing but the mess moving forward. And honestly, it stinks that we're losing him to the portal. But unfortunately, he was underappreciated here by our fan base. I believe that. And I think many out there would say that as well. And I hope whoever he ends up landing to, they show out for him. Now, I'm going to get off my soapbox, I'm going to take a deep breath, and we're going to talk back to some Gophers football because I want to discuss 
some of the names that could be on the NFL radar moving forward, not just next year, but also down the line. I think there's a lot of potential. I think there could be four more players that see their names in the draft next year and many more to come after that. We're going to talk about it, and I hope you agree with some of these names, and maybe you have some others as well. We'll talk about that coming up next. All right, Gophers fans, we're going to wrap this one up quick. We're going to talk about the potential players who's next on the NFL draft radars when it comes to the Minnesota Gophers moving forward. Now, the first four are easy mentions, in my opinion, for the next draft, which is Tyler Newbin, Brevin Spanford. I think both of those two are going to be guys that get senior bowl looks. I think they're going to be some of the best players at their position heading into the draft. I think both of those guys could see their names in the first, second team, all Big Ten. They're going to try to put their names into those All-American categories. Those two guys are most likely, barring some crazy circumstances, going to assert themselves as options in the NFL draft for the Gophers in 2023-24. So it would be the 24 draft. Additionally, I think Chris Ottman-Bell and I think Sean Tyler will also have their names in that conversation. Chris Ottman Bell's name has been in the conversation for the last year and a half. It's been towards the maybe like round five, round six, round seven talk, but there is interest there. And he has the ability. He has the route running. He has, he creates separation. He can win off the line of scrimmage. He can win in the contested catch. Chris Ottman Bell has the body and the physicality to play at the NFL level. He's put on the production, but now it's staying healthy. So we need uh, another opportunity for him to show out. And with one of the most talented quarterbacks that we've seen here at the U of M, now he gets to finish his final year with that quarterback. I think the sky's the limit, and I think he can put his name back into those conversations. And then you got Sean Tyler. I think Sean Tyler is a guy that can see his name on those radars as well. He's a two-time 1,000-yard rusher. He's a two-time second-team All-Mac player. He has receiving ability. He has returning ability. And he has speed. That's all a dangerous combination. That's all things that people in the NFL like. And if Tyler, if Sean Tyler can show the similar production stepping up into the Big Ten level after coming from the Mac, I think that will be a one-way ticket to drawing draft interest. So those four are really, like, I think they'll be in the discussion by the end of the year. For sure. Others on the radar for next year, and if not next year, then possibly the year after, are Daniel Jackson and Justin Wally. Now, Daniel Jackson has continued to put up more and more numbers. He's continued to see more opportunities, and I think that that's going to continue to blossom as his connection with Ethan Kalik Manis shows up more. I think he can put his name out there as well. And then I think Justin Wally, we're seeing, like I said, those the development of DBs coming from the U of M and finding success at the NFL level. It's got to show the Gophers are doing something right here. Justin Wally showed out in his freshman year, played well in his, in his sophomore year, maybe not as good, maybe not as to the potential or the hype that we were expecting, but he held his own and he played well. So I think if he comes back and he really shows out and he starts to be a shutdown and he starts to take that strides in the next step into his junior season, I absolutely think he can place his name in the conversations and get on the radar. Maybe not for the 24 draft, maybe it's the 25 draft, but he'll at least start getting the chatter. Now, those are all the players that I think will get looks. They will at some point, at some time, somehow, some way. 
but others that I want to talk about the names further down the line, those future guys, maybe some sophomores, maybe some redshirt freshmen. I'm not going to say anything about the true freshmen because I'm not going to put expectations on those guys that haven't even had an official practice yet. Now there are some freshmen out there that have the build and they have the upside to get to that level and make some noise as they develop, but I'm not putting them on this list. So that's your quick warning, but names to recognize further down the line include Ethan Kalik Manis, the quarterback, the talent is there. It's it's shown. If he can go out there and absolutely take a huge step this next year in his redshirt sophomore season, and he can really be the guy and lead Minnesota to a place they haven't been or be the guy to get above that 3,000-yard passing mark and throw a lot of touchdowns and very few interceptions, make the decision-making work, show the off-platform throws, the ability that he does have, the wild plays he's made. When we're at these media practices and things like that, that we've seen, we're like, how, how, how did he slip that thing in there? If Ethan Kalik Manis can do that on a consistent basis moving forward, I think he can find his name in those conversations. Tanner Morgan in that sophomore season found his name in the conversation relatively quickly. Now it came back down after a couple down years, but that's what I'm saying is if Ethan can find that get his name in the conversation and then be consistent and keep that consistency and keep showing the talent and keep showing the ability, the decision-making, which makes why he was learning from Tanner and being able to learn, grow, develop, understand cognitively what Tanner was seeing. It only helps Ethan Kelly McManus moving forward. I think he can absolutely get his name on some of those radars if he continues to take the strides. Other players for the future, I want to mention Quinn Carroll, Ariante Ursary, both offensive linemen, both coming back for year two of a starter uh, with the Gophers. They both have eligibility to play a year three as a starter with the Gophers in 2024 season to try to get their names on those radars for 2025. And I think both of them can do it. Minnesota's been getting a lot of guys on that offensive line and get a position that is consistent for the Gophers in their player development. Lele out there, John Michael Schmitz out there. Uh, Blaze Andrews is an undrafted free agent who got onto the practice squad for so that will continue to develop. I think those two can continue to put their names into the conversation moving forward. Nick Callerup could be a guy who sees his name maybe similar to a Coquif. I think he's one of the best blocking tight ends in the entire country last year. If he can continue to develop that and see himself grow in that role, somebody is going to want to take a look. Somebody might want him as a fullback, an H-back, or getting him as a blocking tight end. You see those types all the time in the NFL, so I think he can get his name in the conversation. And then the last player I want to bring up is Jack Henderson. Jack Henderson. And people might be like, whoa, whoa, where's this coming from? Jack Henderson? Look, Jack Henderson is playing a D-back position, which has been relatively well for the Gophers recently. And everything I am hearing, everything I am hearing about this guy moving forward and heading into these uh, spring programs and what he's been doing in the weight room and thing, he's impressing. He's impressing. He's got some ability. And I'm excited. I am excited. Jack Henderson is a name to keep on your list. So I'm going to put that one out there, sprinkle it in there for you, have a little bit of a uh, little bit of spice for this one. So each of those guys will have to do a lot more to prove that they're in the positions to get to the NFL, to be on those radars. But those positions, a lot of those have shown well in Coach Flex time here with the Gophers, or these players have shown major upside as well, like Ethan, Ethan Kelly McManus. So 
that is what we're looking towards, towards the future. The future is bright. The player development is growing and I cannot wait for football. Now spring football is coming up soon. So definitely be sure to hit subscribe. So you don't miss any of the updates like we talked about with pro day today. And like we'll talk about with the spring practices moving forward. This is Kane Rob signing off. I appreciate you so much. Be sure to subscribe. Let me know your thoughts down below, especially who do you think the Vikings were trying to see? I got to know who you think they were looking at. Who do you hope they were looking at? I'll see you next time. Row the boat. Sky Go Boats.